Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation. What's going on, gentlemen and ladies? We have some ladies in the audience now. I want to start with a topic that I saw all over the internet. So you guys know, you know, NBA top shots booming. Modern cars have taken a hit, but most cards are up the last few months. And Cage, my question to you is, how do you know when to sell? And I saw a really good insight that I think might help people, but let's discuss it. It's if you're not willing to consider buying your card at the current market price, you should consider selling it. What do you think about that line of logic? Are you confused? It's interesting. I'm very confused. So, so what he means, or what she means, what I saw in the story is... Let's say you bought the LeBron Tops Chrome. You got it at 8,000, now it's 40,000. But hey, you think that's a $100,000 card and you might even do dollar cost averaging and you'd consider buying it again at 40. So don't sell it then. If you would rebuy that card at 40, you think it's a good investment at 40, don't sell it. But if you're at 40 and you're like, hell, heck to the no, hell no, I wouldn't buy it. Then I think it might be time to consider selling that card. Okay, I like it. It's a great topic of conversation. I'm going to say no. And here's the way I'm going to put it to you. And you actually told me this once. We were talking about sports betting. It was one of our football episodes. And I said, all right, you know, this is two high-scoring teams. But I'm not 100% sure that, you know, with the defense and the weather, these guys are going to go over the number. It's 44 points. I don't think it's going to be 44. I don't like the over on this one. And I said, well, you know what, though? If I don't like the over, then shouldn't I like the under? I mean, if I don't think these teams are going to score 44 points, well, then shouldn't I be picking the under on this one? Shouldn't I be betting the under? And a smart guy who happens to co-host a podcast with me, smart and handsome. There's so few of you, man. So, <laughs> so I'm blushing. said to me, no, there are games you can stay away from. There are games that you don't have to be, you know, that, you know, you look at it and say, okay, the, the market kind of priced this one right, right? Vegas kind of priced this one right. So can't we also be saying that a card might be the market just right now has it right? You know, can't we be saying that maybe the LeBron is, is a $40,000 card? And then I guess the follow-up to that is what makes cards different than sports betting is you can stay away from a game. If you don't think it's a good bet over or under, you just don't put action on it. But I think your topic is you have the card already. You already have the action out there, right? So you're already committed to it. If you don't think it's going to go up from there, then does that does that money you have in that card now become dead money, and you should be moving into something else that you think is a good buy at that price? Um, it's a great topic, man. I love it. It's not something I've ever really thought about, but with with the card market going up as much as it has been, it's definitely a valid thing to think about. Um, great point. It's funny that you say that. So uh, I was holding a stock last night. It's called mm-hmm. Ship. Uh, they do maritime uh, dry shipping all, all over the world, mostly to China, over the oceans. And overnight, they did like it's called a stock offering. So they basically sold a portion of their stocks wow. for seventy-five million. So that they diluted buy, the heck out of it, huh? They buy another tanker, exactly. So what's interesting is, and what people need to realize is, stock market, top shot, any marketplace, there's this nonstop thing called price discovery. Right? We're trying mm-hmm. to really understand what is this asset worth. No one really, no one really knows what a LeBron Tops Chrome's worth. But 
when there's like a, a, a stock offering, right? Uh, share offering. That stock traded at $1.70 the entire day. That was the exact price that they offered the institution to buy uh, shares from them. So it's really interesting when we're going through this all this price discovery and boom, a big investor comes in and is like, that's the price, right? And that's what you see. You kind of saw that with the Michael Jordans now too, right? A big institution comes in and they say, okay, well, this is the price. And now it's going to fluctuate a little bit. It's going to be 650000 750000 um, but it's funny that that happened last night. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> I'd love to say you have me thinking now. I mean, it's funny. It's not something I was thinking about coming into, you know, the episode at all, but I, you know, there are many of my cards that have run up. There are things I have ideas of where to put money and maybe it's time to move on from some of those cards and, uh, put the money somewhere else. I'll tell you a good example, right? So I was giving Mariano Rivera 1992 Bowman as my pick, you know, a dozen times. It was always my like bonus extra pick, right? It was like, hey guys, if you want a flight to quality, three, four, five hundred dollars, that's the way to go. Well, I'm not buying it anymore at uh, the sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred to two thousand dollars it's at now. It's, I mean, it still might be a bargain, but I'm personally not buying it. The, you know, I have to tell you though, Andrew, it's not as easy as a hey, would you buy it or not? To me. You have to have different levels of, of stock. It's different levels of these cards. Um, I can tell you that I've been burned with exactly that equation that you're talking about more often than I can than I, I share. I, I can't share it with you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if I, LeBron was a thousand dollars for that Topps Chrome and when it hit twenty five hundred, I was like, oh wow, it's just gone up. You know, a huge amount, more than doubled. It's no longer a buy for me. I was buying it at a thousand. I'm not going to buy this at twenty five hundred. Think of that. Think of the numbers I just told you. It's absurd. I want to. I want to strangle myself. And I said this is no longer a buy, so I sold it. Right? You know, Derek Jeter. Uh, you know, buying it, uh, buying his top gold card at four hundred, five hundred dollars. And when it, you know, when it got up to you know a thousand, twelve hundred bucks, I was like, I'm getting rid of this. I sold. I sold to our friend Gary V. A whole bunch of them for a thousand bucks. And obviously, I was wrong. Um, where I've been right is when it's not the goats. So I guess my little wrinkle to your equation here is if you're doing these, these calculations like, and you're thinking, oh, well, let me move my money on, be careful because the goats always seem to have another leg up in them. You know, those Jordans, those Jeters, those LeBrons, those Kobe's, even though you look at our first blush and you're like, wow, this thing is really run. I thought when Kobe Chrome hit 18,000, I was like, that card's ridiculous. If I had one, I'd be selling it right now. And how wrong would I have been? You know, so... Same concept applies to Top Shot. Like now, I mean, I don't know if you've been on Twitter all day. Top Shot is the news of the day. Everyone's tweeting about it. 1.37 p.m. did an article about it. Would you be surprised if, you know, uh, LeBron Gold Series 1 sells for $50,000? You know, no, we, we, we think it's, it's already at 18. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Honestly, dude, I have no idea. I have no clue. Um Top Shot, it's just one example of that. But you're right. I mean, that's the ultimate in price discovery. Because not only is it how much are these guys worth, it's how much is this new format worth? How much is right. this new alternate investment vehicle worth? So that's got two phases of discovery, pricing of the of the uh, you know, of the player and then pricing of the asset class in and of itself. Although I gotta tell you, um, I don't understand this stuff. I, I made I, I put it in our, our group today. I don't understand Top Shot, I don't understand NFTs, I don't understand it as well as I probably should. But it is a train that I'd rather be on than in front of. 
and I've said this now a couple of times to a lot of people, because I go on Twitter and it seems like every time I log on, some other rich person has changed their avatar to a crypto punk, which <laughs> they're phrasing as the Rolls Royce of NFTs. They're paying $50,000 for a crypto punk. No baloney. Our friend Jack Settlement, who came on, who listens to the show, Jack, if you listen to this, that was a cool crypto punk. I think he traded maybe some some Top Shot stuff for a crypto punk. It's like you can see it's like a redheaded you know, like AJ. Check your friend AJV. I did. I didn't understand what that was. I thought that was yeah. like kind of. It's I thought another, there was someone that that paid. You remember another, paint? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna like, have Ian make one for me. And then you would like you throw like the bucket of paint in, but you'd miss the spot, and the whole background would get in. Nope. Uh, guess it wasn't that's crazy i can't uh, i can't branch out to crypto punks i'm sports like you know this is it but if somebody also, wants to do a marvel nft let's go it's also important <laughs> to realize just with crypto specifically that there's a lot of crypto millionaires out there there really are it's kind of an interesting wealth transfer that's going on there are people that have had 10 bitcoins you know 10 bitcoin sounds like a lot until you bought them 55 years ago for 200 dollars now you have 10 Bitcoins and now they're worth what, 520K? And you're like, hmm, now I could, you know, play around with these tokens. I, I, I hit the lottery at the arcade. Cage, Sportrepreneur, Steve asked, do you think Top Shot and, uh, you know, NFTs are replacing sports cards or they're adjacent? You know, are they complementary no. sports cards? It's like everything else. You know, there is a market for everything. I'm not going to be in soccer. I saw Mbappe had a hat trick. And he scored three goals, and his card allegedly bounced up. I saw a fancy sled stock chart. That's probably just one sale. But, you know, here I've been selling Mbappe Prism cards for $650, and now it looks like they're $1,200. <laughs> Another cage special. Um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, well, we gave that as a play, actually, Cage. Yep. I mean, if, if you it wasn't. In- you were in profit on those cards, so you made yes, money either way. But we, we were talking so, about that. The point being, there's a, there's a, there's a corner of the market for everyone. Um, that corner of the market is not for me. The NFTs and Top Shot is not going to be for everyone. Um, I don't think it's going to replace physical cards, although I will tell you, with the exception of what I purchased with my eBay bucks, I have not purchased a cardboard uh, in the in the volume that I've been purchasing Top Shot moments just because of the ease of it. Mm-hmm. You can go on, you buy, you know, two bucks, three bucks, buy a pack, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's a lot easier. Uh, my mailman says thank you to Top Shot every day. I'm sure. Um, so, but you know, I mean, it, 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 what I would tell you, it's like anything else. It, it, it'd be the same thing as discovering a new type of card or a Harry Potter sticker or you know a new sport that you want to invest in or WWF. You name it. It's. I don't. I wouldn't say it's going to replace anything in your portfolio. Maybe it expands your portfolio. You know, maybe you put two or three or ten percent of your portfolio into it. I currently talk about it a lot. It's probably right now about somewhere between five and ten percent of my sports card portfolio. It's just getting a lot of press now, a lot of talk from me because it's new and because we're all trying to figure it out. Well, well, it's not five or ten percent. It became five or ten percent because of the appreciation. But you're oh, one hundred percent. It was like you're, my my initial investment was less than one percent. Definitely. Yeah, your initial investment was tiny. It was just you didn't expect it to blow up like this. I mean, if you really think about you, you bought a stock before it went up two hundred thirty thousand percent. You got pretty fortunate with those Series 1 packs. Yes. Well, fortunate. I researched it. Listen, you were on the other end of a phone call. So when you know, you know, right? That's that's what, that's what they say. So when I say to you, uh, this is going to go, you know, 
I, I consider it part luck, a lot of luck, and a lot of there was just something to it. You know, there's just something to it. And and, and if you do enough research around, and you spend a couple hours on Twitter, all of the right people are all talking about it. You luck know, is, <laughs> luck is when opportunity meets preparation, right? Let me ask yep. you, is there a site that you know that's under maintenance more than Top no. Shot? <laughs> no, it's, but it's a weird, man. You know, we're going to have them in and we're going to talk to them. And it's one of those things I'd like to talk to them about because I've been trying to buy moments all day and I can't. And it, every time I hit buy on something, it says we're in maintenance. But I will show you my, my moments are being sold. Like I'm getting sales notifications. So someone's in there buying my stuff. I had a low number bull bowl series one that I listed. It's sold. You know, had a low number, you know, Denny Avija, that sold. You know, just so people are definitely buying this stuff still, even though it's under maintenance. So it's that's a little weird. It's a little little odd. Those are the kind of things they're gonna have to get at in front of because it it looks, for lack of a better word, it looks a little weird. Looks a little weird. It's interesting. Anyway, it's so funny that you brought up Mbappe because I have a play Mbappe. First off, he's a he's a menace. The hat trick just running away i mean the barcelona defense has been notoriously terrible uh but i think there's a cool opportunity for you guys to still get on on the mbappe train for cheap 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 and it's a play i actually brought to you guys before uh and it's a sticker play you can get the mbappe stickers it's like a pink back you could get them for eight to ten dollars a piece some are a little bit more expensive uh you know they're maybe twenty dollars I've seen some sales that are $80 for one sticker, but that just doesn't make sense. That's someone overpaying. But you can take a look at the pink back, which is, I think, just the base. And you could take a look at the Mbappe gold sticker. Why do I bring these to you guys again? You're basically making money if it gets a PSA 8, 9, or 10 on those stickers. And I think those stickers are going to appreciate it. I think Europeans love stickers. Uh, and Mbappe is just the best player. He's the best young prospect. And those Prism cards, you know, sure, Prism is sought after, but they're a little bit pricey now. And coming in and grabbing a sticker, which I think are kind of cool, Cage. Have you seen what the stickers look like? You left me. No big deal. Uh, so the stickers are kind of cool. And, and I'm on mute. I'm sorry, man. I'm on mute. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen them. They're, 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 I, listen, I'm not a fan of stickers, but I like soccer stickers. I think soccer stickers are they hit different, right? They, you know, especially because that's just been what they they've been in that soccer market for quite some time. That and the Harry Potter stickers I recently just bought, which is pretty cool looking. But other than that, I try to stay away from stickers. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen them; they're cool. And and you stay away from stickers in the sense that you don't want to own them. But the European market loves stickers, and that's what they've always been buying. And let's just take like like take a comparison, right? So you can buy an Mbappe Prism PSA. Uh, prison base card for about 120 150 bucks but more than likely that's already been picked through okay and you're paying 150 bucks and if you get a psa 9 it's a 330 card psa 10 now it's back over a thousand to 200 bucks now you could get a sticker which hasn't been picked through hasn't been subbed as much you get them for 10 to 20 bucks if it goes psa 10 it's 500 plus card psa 9 is over 100 so you're getting a way better multiple a prism raw to a psa 9 is you double your money. Uh, Prism Raw to a PSA 10, it's 6X, 7X. Now, you do that with a sticker, you got a PSA 9, that's 7X, 6X. You get a PSA 10, that's 15, 20X. So your multiples are way higher. 
Uh, I like the like the play. It's a really cheap entry point. Um, you can grab a lot of them, like literally a lot, and they're sold in lots. And you can buy, let's say, five, sub them all, keep one in your collection, the PSA 10, sell off the PSA 9s, and you're in profit. It's a cheap way to play the next great soccer player in Mbappe. Take a look at that. You could also apply that to like a Jao Feliz or a Holland or some other guys that you might think are better plays. I like it. So, but I mean, hmm, little soccer fun, little soccer sticker fun. So, do you know because you're more soccer than I am? Do you know what the events are this year and whether or not there's any kind of jeopardy of them? Wasn't there supposed to be like the Euro Cup 2021? That was supposed to be this year, right? Is that is that happening now? Do you know? Euro 2020, but no, it's not happening. I thought they pushed it back to this year. Oh, let me see. I'll double check. It, take but... a look. Take a look. Because I and I'll talk over while you're looking. Because what you know, when I told people I was selling my Mbappe's, and I had like thirty of those. You're right. They PSA pushed, and you're right. Yeah. They pushed it to 2021. So it, it adds a little layer to your play, right? Because yeah. you know he's going to be on display, and and folks who know soccer, people that I work with and whatnot. I'm like, oh, you know, I, 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 I'm selling my Mbappe. They're like, why? Just wait a couple months. He's going to be on full display for this Euro Cup. You know, and it's the same thing for all these soccer guys. Damn, if PSA gets me back my Mason Greenwoods, forget it. I got, I got hundreds of Mason Greenwoods in there. If that guy can stay out of trouble, <laughs> you know, keep his head straight on straight, maybe grow up a little bit. I mean, I have some money there, but. There's a funny joke in the soccer world that England – so England is the classic uh, buy the hype, sell the news. England never wins anything, but before any major tournament, their fans are as excited as ever. They all, always tell you why this year is the year that they're going to win. So those Mason Greenwoods, let them go just slightly before the tournament starts. Right before. All right, I like it. So my play, I couldn't be in the opposite direction, more in the opposite direction. And, guys, this is um, – it's amazing. It's uncanny. Andy, Andrew and I didn't speak today. Uh, we come on the episode, and we, you know, I never know which direction it's going to go, where we're going to speak. And my play, it really dovetails well with how he introed this, right? Because we want to talk to you about, you know, strategies on your cards, not just cards. We don't want to just tell you, hey, go out and buy a, a full art OO from, uh, from Burning Shadows. You know, we don't want to tell you, oh, go out and buy uh, this specific, you know, penny card. We want to get the strategy behind it. We want to get the, the thought process behind it. We want to get you thinking, right? Um, so when, when Andrew tells you, hey, you know, reevaluate your cards. And if there's a card that you no longer you think is a buy, maybe it becomes a sell. I'm doing this myself, right? So I'm selling some of my cards myself, cards that were $500 that are now $1,500, cards that were $2,000 that are now $10,000. And to me, it makes sense to look for quality assets that during that time have not gone up the same amount and in, in, in some regard have gone down, but also seek out quality lower pop cards. So I'm not going to dump a ton of money into um, a bunch of modern prism basketball from the last two years because I think the pop is just crazy, but, but, if I were to ask you, Andrew, let's just say I had you know a couple thousand dollars to put in. If I, if I were to ask you, tell me the top ten players in the NBA right now. You know, basically like MVP runners, MVP front runners for the last year or two. Who would you give votes to? If I gave you right now ten votes for an MVP, throw LeBron in there, go right ahead, and then give me just give me some names. Go. LeBron is clearly MVP. Go ahead. I'm gonna go. Kawhi number two, 
Mm-hmm. Luca number three. Mm-hmm. Durant number four. Jokic number five. Curry and Bede, six. And Bede and Curry, six and seven. Go ahead. Perfect. So I'm waiting to see if my guy makes his way into the top. I five. love how you don't even have the patience for me to answer all ten. He's this yeah. guy is incredible. He's he, he's a New Yorker. He's a New Yorker. Okay. New Yorker. So Embiid is seven. Uh, Curry six. Embiid seven. Giannis, I, I'm gonna put him. That's nine. okay. I'll give Giannis one of the one about three. The order doesn't matter. Give me two more. Two more. <laughs> Dame at eight. Okay, so you could stop. It, didn't, it only took you nine. Dame was my guy. So you made the point for me, which is a top ten player in the NBA. A lot of people might even put him higher. And definitely last year he was thought of as higher than that also. He's a damn good player. It's so interesting. So, like, I don't mean to cut you off, Cage. Yeah. I, I always feel like top ten player and top – and most valuable should almost be different things because they are. You're right. Because Embiid, I think Lillard is better than Embiid overall, or I think Lillard might be better, you know, and, and higher. Like Embiid is higher up in the MVP race. Jokic is higher in the MVP race this year. But if you look at like the last five years overall, most people would probably put somebody like Lillard higher than both of those guys. Yeah, because that team is nothing without him. The so, team is literally nothing without him. So by by any measure, he's a top ten. He's an MVP candidate. Every year he's talked about that way in the whole deal. So my play for you guys today is do you remember in the bubble what the twenty twelve Dame Lillard was going through? Remember when he was putting up, you know, forty points a game and he just went on like a forty point run during last season? Remember during the COVID season? That card was 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 hitting three thousand dollars. PSA ten prism. 2012 prism rookie of his right it was high twos low threes three let's call three you want to call 2500 i don't care call it whatever you want right last week that card sold for 1125 dollars. there are a ton of them available for 1600 1700 you name it or best offer so what i plan on doing is taking a couple of my 500 cards that are now 1500 bucks two thousand dollar cards that are, and, and building up a little bit of a bankroll with stuff that has gone up and i look at that card with a significantly lower pop than the 2018, 19, 20 prism cards than those rookies. And it's a guy who is a perennial top 10 player who is in the MVP discussion all the time, whose team is going to make the playoffs and make some noise this year. And I'm going to turn a card that's gone up three, four or five X into a card that is now uh, close to a third of the value, 40% of the value that it was last year. And it's different for me than to say I'm going to put my money into Kobe White Silvers. It's different than I'm going to put my money into Tyler Hero cards, right? Because they're down. They're down from the peak. This guy's peak was warranted. It's in an iconic set with a significantly low pop, a lower pop than what we have going on now. And I know that there are impetus for his card to go up. I know the team to make the playoffs. I know they're going to get a lot of play as Carmelo starts to, to continue scoring and moving up the top 10 because – you can look at the box score and say, okay, Carmelo scored 16 points and moved past Hakeem Olajuwon. And right under him on the box score, Lillard's going to have 37 that game. You know what I mean? So you know, he, he, he's definitely got some triggers for him. And to me, that's the kind of card that becomes um, a cornerstone of a basketball collection because he's, you know, he's, a, he's a top guy. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But I'm going to bet – I bet on a lot of things. I bet on Marvel earlier in the year. I bet on a lot of things. I'm going to bet that basketball is going to make a little bit of a comeback because of all the money that's been made on, let's call it, not vintage per se, but 90s and 2000s basketball. 
people are going to come back into the more modern market, but I think they're going to be more strategic with where they put their money. And cards like that 2012 Prism, which have just basically been lumped into the modern Prism market, they're going to separate themselves. And I think that's a, a, a good place to put money in. I would, I would venture to say that at some point, as the playoffs approach, that that card's back over $2,000. So there's my play. I like it. I don't know a player that's more culturally relevant than Dave. Like, dude, have you heard some of his mix tracks? Yes. Yes, I still think Shaq was a better rapper than, than Dave. I'm just kidding. You have, but you have a crush on Shaq, to be honest. I do. I love Shaq. Well, listen, I'm the big guy. He's the big guy. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Ewing. I'm a fan of Elijah. I'm a fan of Shaq. I like David Robinson. I like Alonzo Mourning. You know, when I was watching basketball as a youth, uh, the big man ruled. So that That's was, true. you know, that was the deal. It was all about the big man. When Cage was a kid, they would uh, the point guard would come up the court. He would just dribble up the court, throw it in the post. Everyone would just spread out and let the big man do its thing, huh? Yeah, I mean, listen, there were there were. It's funny because the arguments of who were the best center. My biggest argument as a Ewing fan was he's the best jump shooting center to ever play the game. Think of that. You know, you know what I mean. Like now, centers. First of all, there are no centers. The second of all, centers are you know they dunk the ball. You know, or centers are guys, they don't, no one works on a post. Anthony Davis is a center, right? In theory. You could call him that. I mean, we could argue about whether Tim Duncan was a center or a power forward. And, you know, he obviously had a bunch of great post moves, you know, a spin and go off glass. He went off glass like nobody's business. So, guys, before I, before I put a period on my play here with the Dame Lillard, Lillard is not the only play, right? I want you to start looking at stuff like this. In that same year, you have other guys, you have Bradley Beal who's having an MVP type season as well. And, you know, I, I don't even have, I think I might have one left of those. I might've sold them all, but those PSA tens, they're inexpensive also. Um, you know, we know somebody who was buying all of them for a while there. So, but, but, you know, that's another guy who's in that set. Um, he's not playing this year, but Clay Thompson's cards have gone down significantly in that same set. And the same line of reasoning applies to Giannis the following year, you know, in 2013. Um, so I'm looking at those basketball guys that are considered more modern basketball, um, but are not in these last couple of years of massive, massive overproduction. That's the next thing of basketball I think bounces back. I will say every time you bring a 2012 play, I think it's insane how good the 2012 release was. Yep. Like think about Bradley Beal, man. I, I gotta, I feel I, he's an interesting guy. He, he doesn't raise, doesn't make a fuss, but imagine Bradley Beal going to the Lakers. I know it's not gonna happen, but that would be. Imagine, I would love to see Bradley Beal on a contender, man. That card would skyrocket. There's 12 Prism PSA tens of the silver, and only 400. I don't know how. I think there's only 400 Prism PSA tens of the 2012. So sorry to hijack. I sold a silver. I sold a silver for like two thousand dollars and change through PWCC. A PSA ten silver. I sold it probably way too cheap because uh, there's only and I think there were ten at the time when I sold it. But it's twelve now. Um, yeah, but he's made it clear he doesn't even want to trade. So it's like kind of hard to hold that card. You're like he might never win anything in his career, and he'll be like the greatest. He'll be he'll be up there with T Mac as like a what if. You know, I know you're not a big T Mac guy. I love T Mac. I just don't. No, I don't think he's an all-time great scorer. He can score in games. He could score in bunches, but that was not what I was looking for. Perhaps that argument was my fault because I did not frame the question properly. 
I have nothing against T-Mac. Um, it looked like he was asleep all the time, but, you know, <laughs> besides that, you know. <laughs> you know he averaged 32 points a game when back when they, they were, like, scoring, like, 93 points a game total for the team? Yeah. he Listen, he was a good player for not that long of a time. He was a good player. He was a very good player. So was Pete Maravich. That's true. Um, Pistol Pete. You know, his dad made him used to make him sleep in the garage when it was cold. He had like a military dad. He did, and a military haircut. But he had some. He had some great handles. Um, <clears throat> what else you got, man? Because we've given our plays now. What can, what can we give to our uh, What can we give to our audience here? What can we give to our listeners? What can we give to them? I'm going to give a big thank you to them. Because most likely by the time they have listened to this, and we'll post about this, but most likely when this episode comes out, by the time they're listening to this, um, they will have helped us reach 100,000 listens on Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. We will hit that tonight, February 17th, exactly seven months to the day from the day our podcast released, right? So did I have that right? July? Yeah, seven months. July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Yep, seven months to the day, okay. and we will, we will, we will cross over a uh, hundred thousand listens. Which I mean, come on, guys, thank you very much for that. When this lunatic over here told me we should just start talking to each other and record it and let people listen, um, never in a million years did I think we'd have that many folks listening to us. So thank each and every one of you. We thank you very much. We're about to hit five thousand followers on Instagram. Um, the faster we hit that, the faster you get our special announcement with some giveaways and all kinds of fun stuff. So if you know anybody who's not following us, first of all, smack them over the head. You know, hit them in the head with a hammer because it's just dumb not to follow us because it's great content. Um, you know, and, and, you know, who doesn't want to make some money? You know, follow us and make some money. But, yeah, get us up to 5000 and so oh, we got a fun announcement coming. And, uh, and uh, you know, definitely a whole bunch of giveaways as well when we hit the 5000 So you got anything, man? I'm just looking at Twitter, man. Top Shot, more and more people who are like NBA fans who aren't sports card fans are getting on Top Shot, which is super interesting to me. Which is why they have maintenance all day today, because obviously they cannot keep up with the amount of people trying to buy into what's going on. Yeah, but so. what confuses me, Cage, is even though they're going through maintenance, my portfolio, like my intangible.market's changing. Is dropping? Well, it's changing. Like, I can't buy anything. I'm my dapper balance is sitting there, but my moments are changing in price. What that? I listen. It's it's a question we can ask when they come in because I am sitting here doing the same thing. I keep hitting buy, and it's telling me we're in maintenance. But then I get a little indicator that my stuff is being sold. And I'm like, what the heck is this, man? I can't oh. buy, but somebody else can buy my stuff. I'll, I'll give a shout out to them. So that happened to me, and I messaged them, and uh, they were very cordial and quick to respond. Because uh, last night they were going through maintenance, but my moments were getting bought up and the prices continuously were going up, but I couldn't change the price on my moment. So I sold it below market value. And I said, dude, guys, well, I understand you have to go through maintenance, but at least let me delist the item, right? Yep. So what's the maintenance? Guys? Maintenance, the whole thing's supposed to shut down. So it's just, it's an odd, it's an odd thing. Uh, but hey, look, it is what it is. We will uh, well, it shut know, down it, except for Gary and Ken Golden, and then they go in and they buy all. They go in and they buy whatever they want. How about Ken Golden getting forty million dollars? How much of that was yours? Four? You were ten percent of that investment, right? <laughs> uh, dude, no. Ken Golden is like a, the hobby darling right now. Yeah, until he's not. It's funny how we do that, right? As fans, like 
either we annoyed someone as like, wow, this guy is like the next thing or like, oh, we don't like him. It's so interesting. But I, I oh. like Ken's a family man. I think he's from Philly too, right? Or he's, oh, he's always wearing like a Philly's hat. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like good sports teams. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm giving you a hard time because you're from Philly. What are you? Is it, you should have seen that face, Luca Nation. Maybe we'll clip it for you. So what do you mean? It was a very crooked face there. So I like uh, our teams more than I like our fans, if, if you were not asking. I like your cheesesteaks more than I like anything out of there. But other than How do you that, take you know, your cheesesteak? How do I take my cheesesteak? Hot and, and, and on repeat. Um, you know, I take Cheaper? more than one. So I, you, you, We've, we talked about this a couple times, right? So I'm a cheese whiz guy, 100% cheese whiz, 100% cheese whiz. you got to go cheese whiz. Um, and I'm a Tony Luke's guy. Me too, brother. I like but Tony it, Luke's. Nah, man. Provolone with, raw, with uh, fried onions. Okay. Well, that's like that's, – that's, that's, uh, what do they call that one, that Tony Luke's? They call that the Snobby McGee? That's the Snobby McGee cheesesteak, right? That's you, Snobby McGee? That's I like would, how they – I would respond, I don't like canned cheese. That to me is gross. Uh, comes in a jar, actually. Uh, real cheese whiz, real cheese whiz comes in a jar in the supermarket. No, it yes, they, they have the big. They have the big. They don't have like real like brand name cheese whiz. They have. They have like. <laughs> but yes, they have huge metallic cans. Jetro. You know what Jetro is? Like that big industrial building where like yeah. all restaurants go shop. Dude, that building. When I would go shop for our cafe, I would have to walk so fast because it's freezing cold. The entire building is like a refrigerator. All right. Jetro Tull, um, the, he's you know it's a good good musical artist. Um, that's it, man. I don't. I mean, I, I got nothing else. We went through some Top Shot. Uh, my cards didn't get scanned into Starstock again. I check every day. Let's see what else we got. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're gonna hit 100,000 listeners tonight. I'm excited. Peace, Luca Nation. Check out those 2012 prisms. Check out some you know some uh, areas to put your money into, and, and send us some messages. Um, if you have any questions or you need anything from us, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe, everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.